we tend to have this idea that yourself, your person, your body is just one thing, you. But there's a whole lot more to being human than just being you. In fact, there's a whole lot about being human that you have no control in whatsoever. This is Talk Anything. And let's talk about how much you are in control of you. I'm going to start off by saying something crazy. You, your brain and your body, are not a single entity. <laughs> you are actually a collection of entities, or processes rather, that work together to support you and keep you alive. Your body is actually something like a colony. Each part does its own thing. It thinks on its own, it acts on its own, it has its own functions, and you don't get to control them. Now, at this point, I'm probably sounding a little insane, um, but let's dig into this. And you can see either if this makes sense, or at least you can see at least how deep my insanity goes. The easiest target to start with is the subconscious parts of your body. Because your heart, you don't control it. Your salivary glands, you don't control them. You ever get goosebumps? You know, your hair standing up on end? <laughs> Try making that happen. Try flexing your hair muscles. Oh, wait. Well, of course you can't. Um, because those are involuntary muscles, everyone knows about those. They are just a part of life. But if you don't control those, who does? What does? Let's keep digging down this rabbit hole, though, because it goes deeper. What about your voluntary muscles? You can move your arm right now. You can control the muscles to move it, right? Eh, not really. You aren't actually in control of those muscles. Your muscles are made up of tons of individual cells, and you have muscle tone. It means that there are always a few of your muscle cells that are flexing. They're acting without you telling them to. This is what gives your muscles their shape, gives them their firmness. When you touch them, you can never tell your body to relax every muscle cell at once. There are always some that will stay flexed. And when you choose to move your arm, only a certain percentage of your muscle cells will respond. It isn't up to you to decide to which ones, and you, can, and you can't tell every one to flex. Some will always stay relaxed. And beyond this, when you choose to move, you aren't even thinking about which muscles to move. Did you know that when you lift your arm, you have muscles in your back that move as well? Or when you breathe, you are actually moving multiple muscles throughout your chest and your stomach. And speaking of breathing, ever noticed it acts on its own? There's a section of your brain that, all on its own, takes care of your breathing. You can take control of it yourself, to an extent, <laughs> but good luck trying to choose to stop. There's a part of your brain that will scream at you to breathe until you can no longer resist it, and you will gasp for air. Feel free to try it now if you want, but I think we all know what you will do. 
At this point, you might be rolling your eyes and saying, well, yeah, that's just how the body works. That's nothing new. This doesn't say that I'm not in control. Well, because maybe all that can just be dismissed as your body, not you. And most of us see ourselves as something separate from our bodies anyways. Maybe it isn't what your body does, but more what you think that makes you you. Your thoughts, your emotions, your choices. That's the real you. So let's explore those instead. My favorite example in psychology classes is, is this. Don't think about a pink elephant. Like, don't. Just stop thinking about a pink elephant. Don't do it. Don't let yourself think right now about a pink elephant. Did you? Did you just think about a pink elephant? Well... If you did, if you couldn't avoid thinking about one, well, who controlled your thoughts? Was it you? Even if you did manage just now to avoid the mental image of a pink elephant, did you have to actively distract yourself with other thoughts? Did you have to try to not think about it? Does that count as controlling the thought? Or is that more of burying it? Because your mind can and will think about and conjure up images on its own. Sure, you can manage your thoughts like someone who buries the image of a pink elephant, but you can't 100% control them. Heck, you can dream if one thing is proof that you don't have full control of your thoughts. is dreams. You can have lots of thoughts when you dream that you don't have control of. And emotions. You actually can't control those at all. Emotions are controlled entirely by automatic parts of your brain. If you don't believe me, try right now. Make yourself feel sad. Or how about embarrassed? Or, or happy? Everyone wants to be happy, right? So just make yourself feel happy. Are you doing it? Are you feeling happy? Well, if you did actually try to change your emotion just now, I'm guessing this is what happened. Either you didn't, it didn't work, or maybe you tried to think of a specific thing or event that makes you happy or sad or embarrassed or whatever emotion. You tried to think of something that makes you feel that way. This sometimes works. You can influence your emotions this way, but that doesn't mean you control them. By doing this, you are bringing up something that the emotion centers of your brain recognize, and they recognize that with the specific emotion, and then they send that emotion to you. They those parts of your brain cause the emotion, but it wasn't you directly controlling your emotions. You just gave that part of your brain a reason to feel that emotion. Have you ever had someone tell you, no one can make you feel mad. That's just your choice. Well, they're wrong. 
other people can actually make you feel mad. Um, or at least they can present a situation that your emotion centers respond to with anger or fear or sadness or happiness or whatever the emotion is. And you aren't the one who controls that. You can manage that emotion. You can try to think th of things differently or behave differently. But that's just your emotion center responding to that. You aren't controlling your emotions directly. Okay, but surely, among all this, you at least have control of your choices, right? Well, yeah, you do, but only to an extent. Your self-control and your rational thought, is, it's also managed by certain areas in your brain. Have you ever seen people act dumb when they're drunk? Making choices that they wouldn't otherwise? That's due to the fact that alcohol slows down the self-control and rational thought regions of your brain. Have you ever noticed that your behaviors, your choices change when you're tired? Or you're hungry? Or you're excited? Your choices change based on your emotions and based on your physical state. Your choices change based on the chemicals in your blood. I've talked about mental health um, being a real thing in previous video, and well, that's relevant too. Your choices change based on the structure of your brain and how it has developed. Someone who has brain damage to certain regions of their brain can't control choices that come from that region. People who have developmental deficiencies in regions of their brain have those choices altered as well. And people who have chemical alterations have their choices altered. Now, I could go on. I could list example after example. I could talk about your immune system. I could talk about cellular behavior, neurotrans neurotransmitters, hormones, split brain syndrome, apraxia, aphasia, amnesia, hallucinations, memory, biases, sensory processing, heck, even body temperature. The list goes on and on and on. But the message should be clear already. Almost every part of your body and your mind have things that they do with or without your consent, with or without your choice, with or without you. Because you are not in control. Now, now I don't want to leave on that note. Because if I leave on that note, you'll likely think I am arguing for no accountability, no choice, no control in your life, and no reason to try. But that's definitely not what I'm arguing for. What I am arguing for is understanding. Because I actually want people to have more choice, not less. I want people to gain more control in their lives, not less. So... Why then would I tell you all of this about you not being in control if I want you to have control? I think it's best explained with this analogy. Let's say for a minute you want to construct a new building. But if you try to build a new building with the assumption that you can control gravity, 
you aren't going to get very far. You won't build a strong foundation. You won't build sturdy walls. You won't even buy ladders or scaffolding to use during construction. You won't bother studying and understanding the effects of gravity and what it does to buildings. In short, your building will never get past the planning phase. The moment you try to start, it's not going to go anywhere. On, on the flip side, if you do understand that gravity is something outside of your control, you will find ways to work with it. Instead of pretending it isn't a problem, you'll buy ladders. You will build strong walls and foundations. You will prepare yourself for everything gravity can throw at you. The same is true of mental health. If you try to learn, grow, heal, develop, or improve without knowing what you can and can't control, you're never going to get past the planning phase. You will say, all right, I'm going to fix my life tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and nothing changes. You've done this, haven't you? I've done this. But maybe that's because you're assuming you can control gravity. Your own mental gravity. You're assuming you can control parts of yourself that you can't. And this is why you need to know what you can and can't control before you can control your life. You want to change, you want to be better, you want to make choices that build you and others up. Then first you have to learn what you can control. Once you learn that, you can start learning what you can influence. I already talked a little bit about things you can influence, but some parts of your brain and body you can't control directly, but you can teach them train them, exercise them, you can trick them. There are many ways to learn how to influence those parts of you. And then you can also figure out what parts you can't control or influence. And when you do this, you can start learning tricks to manage them. We can't control gravity. It's a fact of life. If we ignore this fact, we get nowhere. When people come to understand gravity, when they learn about it and study it, that's when they learn how to overcome it. It took people who understood, accepted gravity to be able to create airplanes or to create rockets that even escape from the Earth's gravity. And if you understand your own limits, then you can start working on ways to conquer them too. Because you realize you're not in control. And that's the key to success. Keep talking, and I'll see you next time.